Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How the hell did we get here? At that moment, it was all I could think about. As fun as this has all been, and it certainly has, jeez. Adrian laughed to himself. I almost forgot what I came here for. Coke is deadly sometimes. <laughs> There's no way in goddamn hell. Don't even fucking say it. Sandu cut him off. Adrian raised a brow. Yeah, is that so? Look, I get this whole guardian protector role you're trying to play here. Commendable, really. And I'm sure the kid's been through a lot, but... His lips curled into a malicious grin. I've been through a lot as well. And you know what I've learned? This kid's gonna fucking croak. If he keeps hanging out with you, he's strong, sure. But he can get a lot stronger. You guys got lucky against Kente. It won't happen every time. You don't want that, do you? You literally want to send him off to death fights on some godforsaken planet. What the fuck are you talking about? I interjected. Adrian groaned. Oh, why don't you shut the fuck up? Just shut the fuck up. As much as I hated to admit it, the sound of him raising his voice caused me to go quiet. There was a powerful aura surrounding him, like a switch in his demeanor that would flip instantly and aggressively. In all honesty, my will simply wasn't strong enough to challenge him any further. Out of everybody there, I was certainly the weakest. Look, Ken said, stepping forward, I have no idea where the hell you crawled out from, but we kind of went through a lot just now trying to protect this kid. We're not going to let him go just like that. Adrian clicked his tongue. I don't like getting my hands dirty, but... He moved in a flash, rushing towards Sandu with a startling velocity. However, his strike was intercepted by Kale at the last moment. Shit, Kale muttered, holding Adrian's fist back. How is this guy strong as well? Adrian struggled for a moment before breaking Kale's wrist and slamming a palm into his jaw. He went back at Sandu, only to be stopped again by streams of blades from Bella, shredding his right arm as he blocked it. Fuck, he shouted. Why the hell are you people so hung up over this kid anyway? Are you an idiot? What kind of question is that? Ken said, stepping forward. With his caked-in dried blood, he looked as if he was about to pass out at any moment. Still, he offered the challenge. I couldn't live with myself if I let a freak like you near him, he said before opening up another portal. This guy's one of my favorites. Glad he's still around for you. A massive skeleton with bits of charred flesh hanging off of its oversized bones emerged from the portal. It revved up an equally oversized chainsaw before charging at Adrian. What the fuck? He barely got the words out before he was forced to evade certain decapitation. He bobbed and weaved away from the devastating blades before eventually taking a few nasty cuts. At the same time, Kale went back to his feet, giving Adrian further trouble on top of all of it. Bella soon joined in, forcing his back against the wall. Fuck! He screamed, before leaping into the air and obliterating a good portion of the skeleton's skull with an elbow strike. Not enough. The skeleton grabbed him by the neck and thrashed him onto the floor. 
As he struggled to pull himself up, Kale swooped in, knocking him back down. About time to give up, don't you think? He grinned. Adrian spat out a good amount of blood. You really don't want that. He bolted up, drilling his head into Kale's chin, before launching himself headfirst at the skeleton's torso. I figured it out, he screamed. I just need to get rid of your fucking arms. He did just that, snapping both of the skeleton's elbows at the joint, causing it to drop the chainsaw. He was about to go for the killing blow when a stream of Bella's shards hit one of his eyes, blinding him. Fucking bitch! He shouted. The skeleton capitalized on the momentary distraction, kicking him into a wall. Safe to say, things were not going Adrian's way. He looked at Kale, Bella, and the skeleton beginning to converge on him all at once, his expression still rife with frenetic, concentrated rage. However, it didn't linger. Soon enough, he began smiling. Okay, all right, he said, holding up his hand. Can't say this was a fair fight, but you got me. Damn, I thought I was tougher than this. <laughs> he stood up, the grin still plastered across his face. Guess it's time for plan B. What the hell does that mean? Ken asked. Well, I, I can give you a hint. You're not going to like this. From his pocket, he pulled out some kind of clunky switch wrapped in a mess of wires. I'm releasing the big boy. The Calamity! The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Kale began stepping forward, but Adrian held out his hand. Are you dumb? You're nowhere near fast enough to get to me in time. He suddenly looked over at Bella, who was visibly itching to spray him with some more blades. You too. Don't even try it. You don't know how stupid of an idea this is, Ken said. Okay, prof, lecture me more. I mean, you guys brought this onto yourselves. I had a simple request. He let out another insane laugh before abruptly going silent. Last chance. I mean it. Nobody moved. In fact, nobody said anything at all. We were all at a loss for what to do. How could you have figured out how to release it? Ken finally spoke up. You're bluffing. Yeah? Well, you're pretty fucking annoying. He flipped the switch before dropping it on the ground. I'm a fucking genius, he said. I can do anything. As Adrian continued to grin with malicious anticipation, the rest of us waited in tense silence for what felt like five minutes. But nothing happened. Ken broke the silence. You know, when people bluff, they usually don't go this far. Adrian's face contorted into confused rage. Give me a fucking break, he spat out. All this work for nothing. He took a glance over his shoulder. Ah, oh, this is bullshit. I'm not an idiot. Like a bat out of hell, he took off down the opposite corridor. He's checking the panel, Ken said. That's right, I thought to myself. The panel was the only real way we can confirm whether or not he was bluffing. Truth be told, none of us had any idea what the calamity could have been. We all just assumed it was going to be some colossal monstrosity, some creature that was going to be bent on immediate destruction following its release. But we didn't know. Perhaps the danger it posed was more esoteric, something non-direct. We should go see for ourselves, I spoke up. At this point, whatever happens is going to happen. Didn't take too much convincing. Ken created another portal, pulling the skeleton back through it. With a fog of demise looming on the ground around us, the six of us began making our way. The fighting was finished. The only thing left to do was to confirm our fate. When we got to the panel, 
we were met with an unfavorable sight. The light was yellow. Escape in progress. Not only that, but a trap door had opened up in the front of the side, with a set of stairs leading down it. Adrian was right there, leering down into it. What I tell you, he said, I'm not an idiot. Well, what the hell are you going to do now? Ken asked. Go down there? Then what? Tame it or something? Tame it? Die? We'll see what happens. Not like it matters anymore. Unless you want to give me the kid. Sandu didn't budge. Adrian scoffed. I'll be honest. I was planning on releasing this thing regardless. You can't just keep something like this all locked up, you know? His remaining eye was wide with excitement as he said it. He looked back at the trap door. The great unknown, huh? He muttered before bolting down the stairs. Should we have stopped him? Kale asked as Adrian disappeared into whatever abyss was waiting for him. I, I don't know, Ken responded. Would there have been a point? A long period of silence followed. Could have been an hour, maybe close to two. But regardless of the time, nothing happened. No giant creature bursting out of the floor, no portal sucking us into hell. But one thing did happen. The light on the panel turned from yellow to red. The Calamity had escaped. But that happened a while ago. Adrian never came up. Safe to say, we were at a loss for any kind of explanation. So, what now? Bella asked. Do we leave, or... Feels weird leaving it like this, doesn't it? Kale responded. I guess, Ken added. Don't really know where else to go from here, though. There is one other option, I said. It was an instinctive outburst, something I was hardly thinking about myself. What is it? I gestured towards the open door. We could go down and see what happened for ourselves. Ken blinked a few times in disbelief. Are you fucked in the head? Was I? It was a fleeting thought. Aren't you curious? I asked. But what they've been trying to contain this whole time? Ken laughed. It's well... I never wanted to be here in the first place, so I really it really doesn't matter to me. If you want to go, then make it quick. I'm sure this place won't be quiet for much longer. I stopped myself for a second. Is this really what I want? I thought to myself. I didn't really know. Yet there was some kind of strange impulse driving me forward. Maybe there was never really a calamity in the first place. Kale spoke up. What if it was just a scare tactic? That theory could have held some weight, but it didn't answer the question of what the hell had happened to Adrian. Oh, it exists, for sure. A new voice came from behind us. We all turned around, already on edge from everything that had happened. It was Clint, still bloody and beaten from his bout with the warden. Clint? Ken grinned at him. Jeez, you're still alive? Nassar and I made a bet about whether or not you were going to survive. Can't really collect now, since... Yeah, he's dead, though. Yeah? Clint smiled back. How much you put on me? About 600. God, I'm offended. Do you have any faith in me, buddy? I know you're a high roller, at least in Vegas. You know, it's great that you guys are friends and all. Kale interrupted. What the hell are you saying about that calamity? I'll tell you. First, you gotta tell me something. Who the hell opened up the door? Uh, this crazy fucking guy? 
don't think you know him. And he's down there right now? I nodded. Clint's expression turned dead serious. God damn it, he muttered. He drew a handgun from his belt and began rapidly descending the stairs. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion before quickly following after him. It was a longer journey than I had anticipated. It really begged the question of why such a lengthy set of stairs was constructed in the first place. Once we got down there, we found ourselves in some kind of laboratory with dusty monitors and haphazard stacks of documents strewn everywhere. At the very end of the lab was a metal door that was wide open. We could see Adrian standing inside of the room that it led into. Couldn't really tell what he was doing at first. Kind of just looked like he was standing still. And then I realized... That's all that he was doing. He paid no attention to us. He was simply staring ahead. Although I couldn't quite see what he was staring at. At first, that is. Whatever you do, do not look inside the damn room. Clint shouted at us. He said it a little bit too late. I don't know how I can describe what I was seeing. On the surface, it's simple. There was a monitor. Adrian was simply staring at a monitor. What was on that monitor was harder to explain. An amalgamation of incomprehensible shapes and figures, shifting and moving in ways completely alien to human perception. And then there were colors. Colors I'd never seen before in my life. Colors that I'm pretty sure didn't exist. In that moment, I could feel my mind fading. My sense of self dissolving into the void, I was utterly transfixed on whatever the hell was on that monitor. I could feel some kind of strange pleasure overwhelming my senses, but at the same time, I was trying my absolute hardest to look away. My emotions were utterly conflicted, which only worsened the already perplexing situation. I was eventually snapped out of it after some unknown duration. I remember jumping at the sound of multiple gunshots with a feeling of a debilitating migraine and experiencing fleeting memories of blindness, I bent over in pain before blinking a few times and looking back up to see Clint carrying Adrian's limp, bullet-ridden body with the door to the room now shut behind him. As soon as he was done with that, he pressed his back against the wall, eyes wide and breathing heavy like a child who'd just seen a ghost. The hell was that about? What the fuck is wrong with you? Ken asked him. Just nobody else had gotten a glimpse of the monitor because they wouldn't have been asking that. I understood why that thing was far more dangerous than anything in the prison could have ever been. It truly was bizarre. The pleasure I felt from watching it was an immediate high. As soon as I was taken away from the stimulus, I was hit by an immediate jarring low. Not like the come down that coincides with taking dopamine releasing drugs. It was like... One moment I felt like I understood something. And for that thing was letting me in on some kind of forbidden secret. But for the moments following, it felt as if my comprehension of the world had shattered entirely. As if my brain was trying hard to reject what I'd just learned, putting me in some state of existential dread. That's the best way I could put it. That was the calamity, wasn't it? I said, still mentally reeling from the experience. Clint looked at me and nodded. But... What? I could barely get the question out, but Clint answered regardless. Some things don't have simple answers. 
All I know is that somewhere out there in the vast expanse above us, there's something we were never meant to see. Something we cannot cross paths with. But if it's up there, then we shouldn't have to worry about it then, right? What's with all this shit? Why the hell are we monitoring it? I asked. Clint sighed. Here's the thing. As soon as we found out about its existence, we found out about ours. In a way, we're linked to it. Every second that a human eye perceives that thing, it reciprocates that attention. If anybody looks at it for too long, they're pretty much inviting it right over to us. I could hardly respond to this shit. I guess I should tell you all this part as well. It's already coming towards us. Best ETAs putting it maybe 19,000 years away. But after today, probably a lot closer. He looked at Adrian. This asshole just shortened humanity's lifespan by a couple thousand years. Then he looked at me. I saw you looking as well, he said. Luckily, I snapped you out of it before you went insane. Or it just cost us about 50 years as well. Okay, Kale spoke up. Not that I'm following any of this, but how are we stopping this thing from arriving? Clint let out a dry laugh. That's what they've been trying to figure out. Why they built this fucking lab in the first place. Funny, though. All their research probably just brought it closer. Huh, Ken said. So that's the deal with the calamity? Wouldn't have been my first guess. Yeah, well, pretty wacky shit, Clint said as he got up. Well, we better get the hell out of here. This place is about to be swarmed. Sure, but where the hell would we go? When we try to get off this island, we're getting shot at. Maybe it's better to just take our chances here and explain the situation, Kale said. No fucking way we're staying here. Sandu, Ken, and Bella responded in unison. We better figure out something soon, Bella said. Getting out of here is going to be tough. It won't be tough. It's going to be impossible. What? The island is already surrounded, and the Cavaliers ready to pounce on any stragglers. They know about everybody who was supposed to be in here, and they're going to hunt down the ones who don't get accounted for. Oh, it's going. It won't be tough. It's going to be impossible. What? The island's already surrounded. The Cavaliers ready to pounce on any stragglers. They know about everybody who is supposed to be in here, and they're going to hunt down the ones who don't get accounted for. He paused for a moment. In other words, you guys would be fucked. And then he grinned. Yeah, if I weren't here. He took out a bizarre-looking cell phone and dialed a number. Hey, I'm done. He spoke into it. Come pick me up. Before we could ask any questions, a small blue portal opened up in the ground a few meters away from us. So you can do that too, huh? Ken said. Yes, sir, Clint responded. There's no monsters coming through this one. Moments later, a well-built man with a heavy mass of a beard who looked to be in his late 20s popped out. What the hell, Clint? Where's your own fucking transporter? Warden broke it. The man laughed. Oh, right. How was that, by the way? What do you think, Pete? I almost died. I'm surprised you made it out at all. That warden's a tough bastard. You brought company, huh? He looked over at us before gesturing towards the portal. Don't be scared. Jump in. There were a few more objections, of course, mostly from Kale and I, 
Kale was still clinging onto his identity as some reprehensible criminal who belonged in this place, while I was shitting myself at the prospect of jumping through some blue hole in the ground. However, everybody else was raring to go. I suppose they all had their reasons. The kid looked as if he was about to pass out, but he really didn't have a say in the matter. Sandu was just trying to get him the hell away from this place. I'm not quite sure how to describe my journey through the portal. Disorienting, I guess? But at that point, my senses had become pretty dulled anyway. We were transported to the top of a metal tower overlooking some desert-like expanse. The surface was calling with ghastly creatures that looked to be some kind of coyote-scorpion hybrid. They sure as hell were aggressive, constantly attacking, ripping apart, cannibalizing each other. At the edge of the platform we were on, there was a sniper rifle mounted with a stool at the bottom. There was also empty boxes of snack cakes and beefy jerky packets strewn about the floor. Why are you hanging out in this dump? Flint asked him, looking disgusted at the sight below. Target practice, Pete responded. Remember the guy we were supposed to kill off in Paradise X? Couldn't hit him for shit. <laughs> I nearly got my dick chopped off. Hold on, are you just not gonna explain where the fuck we are? Kale interrupted, sounding somewhat exasperated. I mean, I thought what just happened was pretty obvious, Pete responded. We hopped to another dimension. Congrats, you're a jumper now. A jumper? Didn't Adrian say something about that? So, where do you want to go next? Clint asked. Wait, what do you mean? Kent responded. Like, to another dimension? Clint nodded. Well, I, I mean, I thought... I thought we were... Geez, Ken, I thought you were a little more adventurous than that. Ken sighed. I don't know. I make my way around Earth pretty well, you know. I'm down, Bella said, causing Ken to whip his head around. You serious? Yeah. I mean, what's left to do on Earth? Might as well see something cool while we're alive. Besides, if you go back, you're just going to get captured again. You really aren't as slick as you think. And what was that thing you told me all those years ago? Ken raised an eyebrow. I'll follow you anywhere, Bella said mockingly. Ken chuckled somewhat nervously. I never said that. Maybe it was similar, but it wasn't that lame. Whatever, Bella continued, walking towards Clint and Pete. I know where I'm going, and it's not back to Earth. Ken hesitated for a few more moments before ultimately relenting. Jeez, he said. This is fucked up. What about you, vampire? Clint looked over at Kale. I'm not sure, he responded. Think of vacations more than I deserve. Hmm, Clint continued. So you still think that rotting away in a prison is going to do anybody any good? I'll tell you something that might pique your interest. There's a planet named Jenea out there, in an area called the Dark Zone. There's no rules there, no interdimensional government, has any jurisdiction over it. And any task force they send gets obliterated. Trust me, there's some bad shit happening to innocent beings over there. Shit that makes your blood boil just thinking about it. Can't be helped, I guess. Nobody's coming to take out the bad guys and stop the suffering. He looked Kale dead in the eye. Look, you're not the strongest. You're strong enough to make a difference. Not to mention, you can get even stronger. Don't waste your life. Go and help those people. There's a militia of vigilantes called the Deliverance. Pushed back against the gangs and traffickers controlling that place. You can get over there, and then you can go and find them. 
Join him. Tell him I sent you. It took a moment, but Kale ultimately relented to the proposition. Even though he was acting reluctant, I could tell he was glad. He had a purpose once again. Now, Mint said, turning to us, what do we do with you guys? AJ still looked terrified as he clung to Sandu. Jeez, Clint, Pete said as he fired another sniper bullet down into the mass of creatures. You getting kids caught up in your mess as well? Sandu sighed. Look, I appreciate you getting us out of there, but we need to go back. Clint and I both raised an eyebrow. What? They'll track you guys down for sure. That's a terrible idea. Maybe so, but it's out of my hands. I have one more thing I need to figure out. He looked at AJ. One more thing I need to figure out. For his sake. Trust me. Clint sighed. Fair enough. Uh, well, you want me to come along? I asked. Sandu smiled at me. Nah, this is something we need to do on our own. Well, it's, uh... It's been a ride, man. It felt weird saying bye to him like this. Yeah. Sure has. But if things work out, you'll definitely see me again. And just like that, everything had been settled. Sandu and AJ were headed back to Earth, their exact destination. I'd rather not say it on here. Kale was headed to Ganea in order to join the Deliverance. Pete stayed on the desert planet in order to continue his shooting. And once Clint had fixed his transporter, him, Ken, and Bella went off to God knows where. Well, to be more accurate, I went with them as well, but things got complicated pretty quick and we got separated, so... Where am I now? It's a long story for another time. I'm back on Earth right now, but I won't be able to stay here for long. The chasm has been rebuilt. They've appointed an actual head warden who's been looking for me. I hear he's a real hard-ass. On top of that, I have piles of unfinished business scattered here and there. If I don't deal with those, then, well, they'll definitely be coming back to haunt me. But I think things will work out in the end. Or at least, I hope they will. Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta, and I just wanted to tell you thank you for watching tonight's video or listening to tonight's episode of the podcast. And as always, I want to give a very big thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. If you scroll down to the description at the very bottom, you'll find a whole bunch of people there. Also, we've included this nice little scrolling thing because the number of people who support me on Patreon has gotten so big that I'm afraid it might actually max out the description. So we've, we've included this here as the little scrolling text on the end screens. So everybody on that scrolling text, everybody I'm about to mention right now and mispronounce all of your names and everybody who can donate even $1, thank you so much. A very big thank you to... Jordan Alexander Sanchez, Stephanie Butler, Reaper61167, Bobby Carmen, Tristan Pelton, Chance Burnett, Diana Krause, Vicky McQuickie, Sam High, Crusader Chocobo, Spooky Shell, Adam Morris, Grand Moth the Milky, Big Smoke369, Captain Scurvy, Salty Irish Poet, Esteban, Raiden Morris, Nate Cull, Horrorfan1212, Our Minute Second Time, Kyle Resnack, David Martin, Scarrington the Unkempt, Robert Malcolm, Angelus, Spanky, Snoochie Boochie, Seclude, Lupita Galvin, That Creepy Chick, Tyler Fletcher, Merxenum, Red Shadow Cat, Xavier the Cheyenne, Demix, Sean Catabaker, Six Gay Rats in a Trenchcoat, Turtle Man, Rob Like Sharp Things, Violinian, Xavier Graphius, Lord Life's Best, Goring Tramagasy, Maria Walker, Emily Mitchell, Crazy Kid, Mr. Marcus Blitz, Eka Limchok, Dirt Diver, 
Mithrio, Matt Bach, Voice of Sand, Coffee Zombie, Hidden Tiger, Shelly J, Jeremy H, Psychomel, Nana, Deleted Account, Melted Lake, Tali Sue, William King, Darth Miver, Michael Ortiz, Titanic Aries, Bartle Hawk 764, Lambda M98, Harley, Sashi Sazaku, Cronut 509, Kaylee Ambrose, Suji Campbell, Stricken, Freddy Krueger, Happy Birthday, Jason Wilson, Lisa Cottrell, Caspian, Hades Nephew, Taker Chip, Acid System, Prozac and Pancake Appreciation Society, Benjamin Welverett, Cryptic Nightmares, Kiri the Sloth, Fester's Lampshade, Sky Harbor, Nico Kyle, Raphael Rodriguez, The Ginger Bros, Aaron Stormcrow, Daniel Polson, and Corey Kenshin. As always, thank you guys so, so much because you guys help me do everything that I do here. You guys help pay authors for stories and commission stories and do everything that I can do to make this channel and make this podcast the best it could possibly be. So thank you all for supporting me here. And as always, everyone, sweet dreams. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.